0: welcome to undefeated the podcast i'm bria every athlete has a unique story and when we share our stories we create opportunities for others to receive hope courage and understanding for their own journey your chance to get inspired starts now today my guest is imani bryant a former gator and now a coach at a university Listen as Imani talks about battling injuries, being a friend, and her transition to becoming a coach. I hope you're ready for this icebreaker question. What's some of your favorite shows on Netflix?
1: Um, I've seen Love. That's a show on Netflix. Because um, I don't really watch much TV. Um, I think that's probably the only one that I can think of on Netflix. I've seen dear white people of course. Um, yeah, but I like love. That's probably about it. You said black love? No, it's called Love. It's like a show it's like this awkward nerdy guy and this like girl who's kind of like a party girl. Um, like she's recovering alcoholic and all that stuff and she's like the hipster cool kind of girl who's dated all these terrible guys and um so she tries to switch it and tries to go for the nice guy and she like falls in love with him, but he's like a completely like nerdy, nerdy, nerdy guy, but it's, it's a really good show. I like it.
0: Wow. Sounds, seems interesting. Might have to check that one out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's a good one.
0: Well, I was expecting you to have a long list like, Oh, I binge watched this the other day. Like, <clears throat> no, I don't binge watch.
1: Like, I don't really have time to watch TV. That's good. Um, yeah. So I try to be productive. Um, have like time to be committed to like a show you yeah know? like I might watch one here and there yeah so, yeah but but this is us is my show that I'm committed to but that's not on Netflix though
0: wow I'm gonna need you to watch some more shows Amani. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I'm gonna do better I'm sorry it's all sorry. right it's all right
0: so let's get into this um what's your experience like with injuries
1: Um, I was injured all the time. I spent more time injured than I did healthy. I think that's, um, one of the reasons why I felt like I didn't live up to my potential or like, I guess, fulfill my, um, you know, potential or my talent and see it through just because I was always injured. So that was tough, um, for me, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but I kind of had to, I guess, work through it. And I guess, it eventually makes you a better person. Um, I wish people didn't have to go through those things, but I definitely spent more time injured than I did even healthy.
0: So during that time, did you ever feel like being injured affected like your self-esteem? Um,
1: my self-esteem. I think I was at a point in time where I was trying to find myself and trying to define who I was. Uh, so I guess it did affect my self-esteem and like this image that I was trying to create or like fit into this mold. And it didn't help. Like it, it didn't like things didn't go as planned because I'm thinking I'm coming into this school. I'm a top recruit. Um, this is what, this is the image that I'm going to portray. This is who I want to be. I want to be a top performer. I want to be this. I want to be that. And then once you get injured, it kind of flatlines you. And um, you don't have that attention anymore and you're stuck with just like your thoughts and you have to sustain yourself and kind of, I guess, figure out yourself and find yourself. And and that kind of takes a toll on you. You have to reevaluate whether you really love the sport, why you do it, why you're upset. Because I guess you go through like so many emotions when you are injured (laughs) and you'll be sad, you'll be mad and you're not even sure the root of these issues and it's not necessarily the injury. Sometimes it's just like that lack of control. And for me, I think it, I, I had a plan and being injured wasn't a part of that plan. So I guess it did affect my self-esteem because um, I was just trying to find myself. And it's a lot harder to find yourself when you're not, you know, greeted with affirmations and people aren't like, hey, you're doing great. Yeah. Um, no, There's no one around. Mm. And there's, there's those polar extremes. When you're doing extremely well, then everyone's there. And when you're injured, you kind of feel forgotten. So um, I can definitely say, yeah, it probably affected my self-esteem a little bit. Yeah.
0: How did you get to a place where you were like, okay, with the fact that things went the way they went? So you felt like, you know, you were injured most of your athletic career. How did you come to peace with that or get through that, really?
1: So those are two different things <laughs> for me. I can say that I got through it, but I still don't think I'm at a Point in my life where I have made peace with it and I was recently talking to a guy who he's like 47 and he's a retired um athlete and he said he's just getting to the point within the last like year or so he's just getting to the point where he can make peace with his career oh, or like my. back thereof and I think it's for me it's um like what happens to a dream deferred type of thing so you have this idea and then once you get older, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. and you start thinking about all the things that you could have done differently and how it would have changed, you know, your circumstances or your career or your performance drastically. It's just the smallest thing. So I don't think I'm at a place where I can um, make peace with it yet, but I have gotten through it, and I think the way I got through it was not focusing on myself. So I would always focus on something outside of myself, Um, because I'm usually that kind of my personality. I'm usually that source of like light and optimism, um, for other people. So I kind of, I kind of threw myself into being that for other people and didn't focus on myself. So I distracted myself in a, in a way of kind of like staking it until you make it.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: then, you know, I eventually could gain perspective I'm like okay this isn't the end of the world because life gets you know life's a lot tougher than being injured there's other things that you go through and then I realized like oh I went through this so I can help these people do this and that kind of gave me the perspective to kind of get through it but I can't be dishonest and say that I've made peace with you know obviously not fulfilling or living up to what I thought I could have been
0: Did you ever experience fear of getting re-injured after you were injured or once you got to a point where, you know, you were kind of getting better? Did you kind of have that fear behind you like, man, this is going to happen again?
1: Well, sure. Um, I think it's, uh, it's just in human nature to kind of anticipate something negative happening. And then when it, you get used to it, you get in a habit, and you get used to things being lackluster or being disappointed because we set these expectations, and we're not sure how to carry out these expectations and how it's going to happen. So we get used to being negative or being disappointed. So then when things do kind of change for a better, or maybe you're healthier, maybe you're doing well, you're like, "Oh, what's going on?" And that is like telling of every aspect in life you might be like so used to being miserable or meeting terrible people that when you meet nice people or you like you're in a healthy relationship you're like oh what is going on you know so I think I did have a little bit of that um once I was like get healthy like especially after I um came back from my surgery I had knee surgery in 2014 mm-hmm. yeah I think it was it was either 13 or 14 um And I think coming back from that, uh, mentally, it was the toughest because I was like, man, this is going to happen again. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to hold up. What's the point? But I think like my desire for uh, just wanting to kind of see what else is out there, see if I can be better than before, kind of like helped me overcome um, that paranoia, if that makes sense.
0: So with so many titles that you held, you know, you were a student, you're an athlete, um, you're somebody's roommate, a friend, sister girlfriend somebody's role model what identity do you hold to like yourself
1: mm, that is tough um i don't know i don't think i really um try to focus on i guess a label or a title as an identity um mm-hmm. i guess i identify most with like a friend being there for people because i think that has been my saving grace is this same way I was referring to getting through athletes I mean getting through um, injuries um, I think that has helped me with any rough spell in my life I kind of don't focus on myself <laughs> mm. and I just focus on being there for other people and kind of being that source of strength and light for other people so I guess I would identify most with like being there for people trying to be a friend I think the older I get and the more perspective um, I get and I think about life and I analyze things and I, I'm more patient with people and I'm really trying to be mindful about the impact that I have on people. Mm. Um, so I'm super, super, super selective in like how I, um, how I operate, how I interact with people. So I think that's how I kind of, I shape my identity. I want to leave, um, situations and leave people better than when I,
0: met them, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. What benefits do you feel like you get from choosing to focus on that identity of being a friend, somebody who just focuses on someone else rather than yourself?
1: Uh What benefits? Okay, so short term surface level the benefits is it's a distraction, right? It's a distraction from ourselves. And we spend our whole lives trying to, like, hide our actual self. So it's easier to hide yourself when you throw yourself into work or you throw yourself into um, helping other people. So that's a selfish, like, kind of benefit. The obvious benefit is, like, helping other people. Um, like, applying your life's knowledge in real time to help other people. Because I always... I told my athletes when I was at Penn State, I taught them the three types of sense. There's caught sense, taught sense, and bought sense. So caught sense means... Nobody showed you anything. Nobody taught you anything. You just kind of caught onto it because you watched how other people went through things. Taught sense means somebody actually taught you, like, hey, do it this way. You'll have a better life. Don't do it this way. You know, this is what's going to happen. And bought sense means, like, you have to go through so many different things. And, like, hey, like the bought sense is pretty much pay with your own life, pay with your own ass, pay with your own happiness. Um, and that's how you figure things out. So with all of the bot sense that I have in just 20 something years but I'm talking mm-hmm. like I'm so old, but just in my life, the bot sense, I'm trying to apply that and let it be like hot sense and caught sense for other people, if that makes sense. So the benefit is like not feeling like people don't have to go through so much that I can kind of help them and like supply them with cheat codes so that they don't have to learn the hard way. Mm
0: hmm. Wow, I never heard of that. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Still incredibly smart from when I last knew you, (laughs) teaching me stuff all the time.
1: (laughs) Oh, man, thank you.
0: Yeah, so what would be your advice to a student athlete who is struggling with confidence, especially when they're not like MVP on the team or the most fit person on the team, or they're somebody who are struggling with an injury? What would be your advice to them?
1: Um, so if it's somebody who's struggling with confidence because of an injury, I just revert back to asking them questions and trying to find that understanding. So if we have these conversations and we realize that, you know, my confidence isn't shot because I'm injured. My confidence is shot because I'm tying my self-worth into, like, performance, into a sport, into how people feel about me. That's why my confidence is shot. It has nothing to do with me being injured because my confidence would fluctuate even if I wasn't injured and people weren't perceiving me the way (laughs) I want them to. So I think finding the root of these issues um, is the most helpful. And that's just realizing that, hey, like, obviously it's easier said than done. And I had to go through it to kind of understand. But um, realizing that, like, what people think about you isn't the end of the world. Uh, This race isn't the end of the world, but it's about finding, like, what makes you happy. And do you want to get healthy for yourself because you want to run fast because it's fun to you? Or are you looking for ways to like find self-worth? And I think we have to remember that like you're valuable and you are worth like tremendous things outside of your sport, outside of your performance and you will be after your sport. And you were that before your sport. So I think it's just constant reminders and finding like positive people to surround yourself with, you know, not the people who are like, so rooted in track you know track is a small world so it's easy to get consumed by these numbers and then you look at the track circuit or you look at different athletes and you're like I don't know anything about them as a person actually what I do know I don't really like that they don't seem like cool people but wow they're so talented and I think we have to kind of get out of that and find good people and then make them great athletes so that's about finding your peace finding your happiness finding positive people that feed you the right things and then I, I think you'll you'll have the insight, you'll have the perspective to know, like, wow, like, my confidence isn't shot because I'm injured. Like, I'm injured. This sucks. I want to get healthy. I'm not happy about it. But I do see that, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel and this doesn't define me. I'm injured right now, but I won't always be. You know, does that make sense? I know that's like a long answer, but.
0: Yeah, no, that makes great sense. That's really good. So now I'm about to go into the, um, I want to know about your transition between going from a student athlete to being a coach Um, Mm -hmm. because you I think compared to like other coaches would you say like you did that in like a short amount of time or like you're (laughs) younger than most of the coaches around you?
1: Yeah I think so Um, and I still feel like I'm a little late to it uh, just because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. I couldn't figure out my path. I was still kind of lost and, and didn't know if I wanted to still be an athlete or if I was okay with switching to that role. But yeah, I think I'm a little bit younger than most coaches. Um, obviously, it's something that you kind of have to continue to work at and establish your career and work your way up the ladder. But um, it, was a, it was a natural progression or transition for me because um, once I was done with being an athlete, I thought about all of my, um, my unfulfilled potential and I thought about uh, my negative thoughts or emotions um, as it relates to the sport. And I tried to find the root of those issues. And I tried to think about, honestly, think about what could have made the difference. So a lot of times my coaching philosophy roots in trying to be what I wish I had at the time.
0: So your philosophy is trying to like almost fulfill like success wise, what you didn't feel like you did when you were a student athlete.
1: No, I'm trying to be to my athletes what i wish i had when i was an athlete so i'm trying to be that guidance i'm trying to um, offer that positivity i'm trying to like work and help the athletes with mental health with emotional health and be that um, resource and that outlet so that athletes know that you know um, you're cared about um, and it doesn't have anything to do with your performance you could pr today or you could never run well by your standards again in life And I would still ask you if you were okay. I would still try to work through these things. I would still try to make sure um, you're more equipped um, coming out of your sport and going into life. Uh, So I try to be, I try to think about things that I went through as an athlete. And then I think I'm at a point where I can be like, wow, I think at this point I really needed, you know, guidance. So I really needed this and I really needed that. And I Mm. really work on providing those things that I thought I may have needed at the time to my athletes now.
0: Yeah. It would make sense why student athletes would make good coaches. (laughs) Yeah. You can transfer that knowledge and that experience to your job. So what would you say coaching student athletes is like?
1: It's, it's fun. It's exciting. Um, it's entertaining to say the least, because you deal with so many different personality types. Uh, I think dealing with student athletes is the fun part of the job, creating the workouts and trying to find the happy medium uh, to make sure everyone performs well. That's behind the scenes. And that's the tougher part of things. Um, a lot more thought has to go into that, but I think actually dealing with student athletes that happens more organically. Um, and that's just you being a person. And I think it helps that I'm a little bit younger and I they feel that I can kind of relate to them a bit, but I'm not really talking down to them and, trying to create this like false sense of um, uh, superiority over them. I'm just pretty much trying to be guidance and be like, you know, What are what are your goals? What are you willing to do to reach your goals? If you're willing to work hard, if you're willing to be positive, if you're you're willing to kind of have that eager attitude, Mm -hmm. um, then this is how we can do it. You know, I know how to cultivate that uh, atmosphere to perform at a high level. I've been around it. I've been a part of it. Uh, I just I want to try to tweak the flaws to make sure that we don't have as many people falling through the cracks anymore.
0: Do you feel like you have a lot more to learn about? what you're
1: doing yeah there's so much more to learn I don't think anybody ever knows you know has mastered anything in life um and I'm so young and I've I'm new uh to the to the coaching role so obviously there's so much to learn and I've um talked with different coaches that I admire like as people um to try to get mentored and just um learn from them but yeah I have a lot to learn but that's exciting you know (laughs) So yeah. um'm I'm, tr- I'm working on it
0: and what's something that you you'd say you le- you've learned about coaching that you know as an athlete you didn't really understand that perspective or had like no idea that coaches like experienced that
1: um I think I was a little rough on coaches as far as my expectations because you know as a student athlete we are going through a million different emotions and then oh, yeah. we're like you know <laughs> we're in our young 20s or like late teens and that's a whole whirlwind of like experiences so (laughs) we don't look at our coach yeah we don't look at our coaches as actual people that they have lives they have things that they're going through Mm. they're trying to figure out life too um and I think that went kind of lost in translation when I was a student athlete and now that I switch roles I'm like wow I could be dealing with so much, but I still need to get these things done because these expectations of me, I guess it's a lot like being a parent. The kids aren't like, oh, you know, my breakfast is a little late because mom was going through something. They're like, hey, I'm hungry. Where is my breakfast? You know, yeah. so this the same way with the, the athletes, they, they have these expectations of you. Um, and sometimes it's a lot. Sometimes you have other things going on. Your plate is full. So I guess that's something that I didn't really pay attention to when I was on the other side of things. But now that I am coaching, I'm like, wow, they have no idea. They just they have no idea that all the things that I have to do that I have going on, but they they're they just want their workout sheets. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. It doesn't right? matter.
0: So on time and yeah, I think, in the same place.
1: <laughs> yes, literally. So <laughs> that's one of the things I think.
0: And do you think um it's beneficial for student athletes to know that? To know like, hey Coaches have lives and, you know, you shouldn't, you you need to like kind of know their side of the story as well.
1: Mm, yeah, so that's just general understanding, but it's a balance because I don't want it to be, um, we're creating that awareness with an athlete that coaches are people and they have lives. So that creates an excuse for why coaches can't be accountable or can't be reliable I don't want it to be that kind of scapegoat but I do want it to be a general awareness as people like we aren't like coaches you aren't an athlete you're a person who does trap right you're a human first you have these things going on um, I am a human first that happens to coach you that has learned these things and is kind of transferring that knowledge so a general awareness yeah just as that purpose learning but not as making excuses
0: gotcha and so my last question for you is what makes you undefeated
1: what makes me undefeated um I think the fact that I have picked myself up (laughs) a lot of times where I thought that it was the end of the road you know I thought like things were so tough that um this would have to be the worst. I don't know where I'm going to go from here, you know, kind of in a whirlwind of being confused or being lost or feeling bad for myself and being able to like pull myself out or find people who can help me um, make it out. So I think that's, I've had that kind of, I can put things into perspective and I have a, I guess a point of reference for my resilience level. and like, whenever something tough comes up, I have a reference point. I'm like, Hey, I made it through that. And I thought that was going to kill me and it didn't. So I think what makes me undefeated is the fact that I haven't given up and the fact that I've tried to, um, use every loss that I've had to like help other people.
0: I love that. And, um, before we wrap this up, can you tell us a little bit about your podcast?
1: Yeah. So it's called Hella Perspectives and it's like anonymous conversational flow So um, I come up with all of the content as far as the questions and the topics that we'll discuss. And there, a lot of the topics that we discuss are more abstract, like the meaning of life and um, the true value of time and just um, spring cleaning your life as far as like emotional and emotional baggage and just things that you've been holding on to and how it shapes your life and even like referring to your childhood and how it has shaped you and things that you experience, just abstract um, topics like that I um, come up with different questions or talking points and um, I send them to panel members and then I patch it all together and make it kind of like it's one big conversation and nobody knows who else is on the episode until the episode comes out. And even then you're not going to know who it is unless you know their voice because I don't say any names or anything. So it kind of gives people the ability to be more transparent and more honest about how they really feel because they don't have to uh, worry about that sense of like judgment. So they feel that they can actually be themselves. And I think the biggest thing that I've tried to make sure, like, people have noticed, and which I I think I have noticed, or it has been confirmed to me, is that we're more alike than we even know. And I found that through getting people, you know, the questions and finding similar answers and people don't even know each other. They don't, it's not like I'm saying this answer because I know you're going to say it. I don't even know who else is going to be on it, but a lot of the answers are similar and I think we're more alike and we have a lot more um, life experiences to share than we even know. So I want this to be a tool to make people, younger people know that we're like, you shouldn't feel so alone and we can have these conversations. Um, and create this content that's positive but honest and kind of like overcome our generational traumas and things like that
0: and it's called Hella Perspectives <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, Hella Perspectives because we have hella people on there and it's Hella Perspectives <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> I like that yeah, that's, a, that's a dope name. Thank you and where can people find the podcast?
1: It's on iTunes so you can go to Apple iTunes it's on there you can search Hella Perspectives and you'll find it
0: Nice. So all my listeners, just go check that out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go check that out. Thanks. (laughs)